0: hello and welcome to iot at the edge the podcast for the industrial iot practitioner evangelist and skeptic in this podcast we cut through all the marketing hype and technical babble to bring you insights and clarity on the industrial internet of things now here's your host mike farian
1: welcome back to iot at the edge You know, it's no coincidence that I'm fixated on the edge of networks when it comes to the industrial IoT. You know, the edge is where things very quickly get messy, and it's often the Achilles heel of aspirational factory 4.0 projects. You know, part of that messiness at the edge is really a throwback to the Wild West days of electronics, when a lack of standards led to hundreds of proprietary protocols and unique data payloads, and each one designed not just to meet the needs of its application, But it was also designed intentionally to create vendor lock-in and discourage the integration of competing automation equipment. But another part of that mess was created by choosing the wrong architectures, where applications would talk directly to assets, you know, creating an entire cottage industry of customized middleware and consultants to connect one application to the next. You know, but today we know better. So joining me for today's discussion is Kyle Carew. He's a partner enablement engineer with PTC Kepware. Kepware has been part of the solution to this messy edge problem since well before we ever labeled it the internet of things. So Kyle, thanks for joining me today.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. Excited to be here.
1: Great. So give us a little bit of Kepware history. you guys have been around for 25 years and I would say over that whole 25 years, I felt you're kind of at the right place at the right time, if that's a little bit funny sounding over 25 period. Um, But, you know, especially now with what we see in this kind of trend of OT and IT convergence. So can you Kind of walk me through the history there how you got to be uh, positioned where you are
0: yeah definitely and uh and, and that's a great way to put it we we're definitely fortunate to be sort of at the having the right tools at the right time uh but yeah so 25 years ago um you know we actually started uh in portland maine uh still here today uh portland the first one not portland oregon portland maine <laughs> and um yeah so we started actually believe it or not as a uh, as an hmi company uh which is sort of an interesting little tidbit there uh but you know, over in the early days, we started realizing that we sort of had a, a knack for developing drivers and, and connectivity. So um, back then, you know, we decided, hey, let's just let's just focus on that because we're seeing, as you said, um, there's just a lot of different protocols out there, and there's really not any company out there that is able to connect up to all of those things and serve that data in a way you know, over OPC um, very easily. So that's kind of how we started and. That's really our claim to fame, and, and still is to this day. It's very much our bread and butter. Um, but as you said, you know, as IoT and that whole digital transformation phase came along, um, we actually at that time where it started getting its peak, we started looking at you know how can we provide data up to uh, some of these cloud providers or IoT type of platforms, and actually we created something called our IDF or our Industrial Data Order for uh, a platform called Splunk, uh, which does, you know, it's an IoT platform, there's a lot of like analytics, things like that. Um, and that was proprietary. Um, and then what it ended up happening was I think a lot of companies saw that and went, Oh, hey, we, that's shiny and cool. We we want one. Uh, and we feel a ton of requests for those and what our product management team decided to do was, well, instead of doing one for each, why don't we do more of a generic, uh, generic one. So. That ended up being called our IoT gateway, uh, which takes all of this data that you're getting through our various drivers uh, and converts it into protocols like MQTT or REST, which are very much cloud-friendly protocols. So once that happened, man, the floodgates just opened. Uh, and we feel that's a very big reason why PTC looked at us and acquired us, was A, our breadth of drivers, our ability and expertise to really go down to that, you know, as you said, that messy edge uh, connect up to all sorts of different devices and then take that data and then convert it into cloud ready type of protocols. Um, so, what's been really cool and interesting to see over the last, you know, especially the last five years or so, um, is the, you know, Kepler's technology really not changing too much, but being applied in a different way and being applied right. to either to the cloud or to these larger enterprise uh, type of architectures where, you know, starting out 25 years ago as a, as a driver company, we, never envisioned ourselves, uh, even being a part of that conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, and no, in the early days of the, you know, what we call the kind of IOT era here, you know, we had a whole lot of companies, you know, diving in and, and developing IOT platforms. And, um, you know, one of the early markets they went to target, um, was certainly in the industrial space because there was so many, uh, what, what looked like, you know, strong return on investment for integrating those assets. But it became very clear very quickly, I would say, you know, all those companies came from a strong IT background mm-hmm. and probably had no sense for how messy things got once you actually said, OK, I want to get data from these things. It was, you know, it's not data it was already in some database and, and, you know, clean you know, filter data sort of thing. It was, you know, again, you know hundreds of protocols and thousands of different data models and, and equipment that uh, we run into all the time. It's, it's such a brownfield you know, a very, what I call kind of heavy legacy debt, you know, sort of thing, right? A lot of brownfield equipment. So you walk into a plant and they point to, to 20 things and it's from 20 different machine builders with, you know, five different, um, you know, technology providers inside. And some of it's 40 years old, some of it's five years old. Um, you know, it's, it's a very different world for, for an IT-based company to come into because, you know, if, you're, if your whole history is in IT, I mean, certainly you've lived through a lot of different uh, technology shifts. Um, but rarely would you walk into a building and say, okay, I want you to network all this equipment and find out that some of it is 30 years old <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. So, so it looked like, you know, they, they had to focus attention very quickly and find partners like yourselves and say, how do we talk to this stuff? How do we normalize that data and get it into something that we can actually provide, you know, like from a Splunk perspective and, you know, their data analytics and things.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's funny, it's um, some uh, another employee of of Kepware uh, actually once put it absolutely perfectly, in my opinion, where, when he was explaining Kepware to someone from the IT world, it was sort of like, well, Kepware actually helps solve the problem that most people doesn't realize exists. And it's because like, from the IT side of things, it's like, yeah, it's Ethernet based RJ45, you're good to go. And that's absolutely not the case for the factory floor. We hope it, it gets there. But it's definitely not there. I mean, and, and that's again that's very much on purpose when you're designing systems and you're designing machines for the industrial space. You're looking at mm-hmm. a you know a lifeline of what 25 plus years. Hey, you wanna it's a capital expense, you want to get the most bang for your buck. Let's let's get it in there, let's make sure it runs. Uh, period. So, you know, it's very much the hey, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And because of that, there's this right. sort of this lag of technology and communications. And and Kepler absolutely is the answer to help that. It helps modernize. Um, those old machines that are running on you know, 30-year-old PLCs get data up to the cloud. It's, it's phenomenal to look at.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were in a, uh, a Tier 1 automotive plant recently that uh, um, was working on a 4.0 initiative. And, and to help illustrate the problem, they had bought in, brought in a bunch of technology partners um, that came from both OT and IT background. And, and it was a really a, a, a good approach they had taken. But to help illustrate the problem, they took us out to the floor and showed us some of the new equipment they're trying to integrate into the system, but they wanted to integrate everything. So they also walked us over, you know, so the new stuff was good. And, you always know, said, okay, well, here's a, you know, it's IP based and what protocol is it? And, and a bunch of people said, oh yeah, we can, we can manage that The next piece of equipment. They brought us to um, was driven by relay logic. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So And it was about 40 years old, right? So there's no communication support, you know, there's uh, of any kind. And so, okay, the first one was easy. Now, how are we going to integrate, you know, this stuff? Because we got 27 of these machines. And, uh, um, yeah, so, you know and, and from an tech perspective, this one's a little different than the Capware, but we have a lot of hardware to say, okay, we can connect into those relays and those different relays tell us if this thing is running or is at idle or is that full load or uh, alarm conditions and things like that. So we can digitize that uh, and then push it into a, a protocol that can be, uh, you know, integrated on a northbound approach. But yeah, until you get out there and, and take a look at what's out there, you really don't appreciate the scope of the problem. And I think that's what, that's one of the things that really hindered the adoption of industrial IOT in its early years was how messy that, that was. And then obviously, it, you know, led to a lot of attention on companies like Kepwer, including, you know, the acquisition by, by PTC is, I think they recognize the value in the, in the the challenges out there at, at the, at the edge.
0: Yeah. And, and with that too, and what's, what's always fascinating is like, yeah, you, you can have all this, but just the, the introduction of the IOT sort of mind space, um, brings on new challenges. I mean, scalability has become a very much a big thing. Um, I think it's been a, a little bit of a challenge uh, back in the regular OT world, but really when we're looking at global enterprise type of scalability, or even, you know, from a uh, distributed architecture standpoint, like in oil and gas or something where, hey, you might have two, 300 well sites out there, all miles and miles apart. Like, how do you how do you manage that? How do you update? How do you do that? You know, how do you set it up securely? Um, there's all these new challenges that present itself. Um, so it's been really interesting to sort of see, um, you know, I, th- I think before digital transformation was, was coined, it was sort of that ITOT convergence. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's really interesting to see uh, both sides of the fence tackle those challenges uh, with combined resources.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's driven some some shifts uh, in, in Kepware too. And so let's talk about the edge a little bit and, and just where the edge is, because that's um, you know, it's different all depending on where you're sitting, right? If you talk to a telco uh you know provider about where they think the edge is, it's it's out at their tower, right? And but if you talk to uh and an IT person might think that the edge is that uh you know the the data room data center on, on premise in their factory or that IT closet. But if you talk to the OT guy, they'll usually walk you out to this machine, like it might be 40 years old or 20 years old or whatever, and say to them, that's that's where the edge is. So when you start to get into these really uh, distributed um, assets, like like you mentioned, oil and gas, where you could be, you know, they're not all under one roof. Now, the the network connection out to the edge is non trivial, right? That's it, um, you know, you can spend a lot of capital expense and op- opex um, to to get that bandwidth and things. So it's it's led to a push to push more and more intelligence out to that very very edge of the network. And Kepler has certainly responded to that with your your Kepler Edge. Um uh, product
0: yeah absolutely and, and that's uh it's funny that's i i love answering that question I'm like well, what do you mean by the edge because it, it's all about perspective i mean you know like you said maybe if you're um if you're an enterprise type of it person trying to connect all these factories the edge might be a factory itself but within that factory the edge might be that individual machine um so it, it really depends on on the project and, and your perspective um but yeah from a the reason, the whole reason, Kepware Edge was developed, or excuse me, ThingWorks Kepware Edge was developed, um, was really to go out and tackle more of that um, almost smart connected or distributed smart connected operations, or you know what we call smart connected products, which is more. Um, Let's on the industrial side more on like a hey we're trying to get data from this individual tractor or something um mm-hmm. but the whole idea was you know traditional Kep server ex or ThingWorks works kept server um absolutely lived in these uh it server closets or some sort of an industrial grade server on the plant floor somewhere it's dealing with hundreds of thousands of tags multiple different types of drivers all it wants it's a workhorse um but it's that mm-hmm. centralized architecture that doesn't necessarily always play super well in a larger distributed architecture, like I mentioned before, um, like in oil and gas, where, hey, maybe you've got a hundred well sites and they're all talking Modbus, but you're, you know, from a central location, let's say in Houston or something, uh, you're pulling all of these different uh, well sites out there via maybe not the best networks over Modbus, mm-hmm. so, so there's latency issues, there's data drop issues, there, there's a whole bunch of things, so. What you can do is actually move that data collection and that polling closer to the machine or closer to the edge there, where, hey, you're now very reliably getting data from that well site, but then only pushing data up via, let's say, MQTT, which relies on a published subscribe model. So only pushing data up to your, you know, data collection broker uh, in Houston when data changes or only on, um, you know, at, at a certain time frame. So it's it's a lot more reliable. Um, so with that in mind, yeah, so Kepware Edge really is focused around tackling those larger distributed architecture type of um, you know d- distributions. Um, and then additionally, you know, what we're seeing is the shift for a lot of these larger architectures using a Linux-based platform versus Windows. And, and there, there's a ton of reasons for that, uh, that we definitely don't have time to get into. Uh, but what we're seeing that larger IoT space is all Linux-based. So with Kepware Edge, it's, you get the benefits of the, those quality drivers uh, from Kepware on a Linux platform and packaged in a way that makes more sense for those distributed architectures.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a place that, that couples really well um, between Kepware and, and Advantech as we you know are the leading manufacturer of these edge industrial PCs. Um, so you know the hardened PCs that can go out there, you know, fanless, connectorless uh you know rugged boxes that uh, can go out there right at the very messy edge of the network and um whether that's out in an oil field or in the on the factory floor sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So so we're we're certainly always happy to see that. Um so I think one thing you touched on that I don't know if everybody really appreciates is um you know how verbose traditional industrial protocols are. So they they were never really designed from the start um to worry about uh, network bandwidth, right? It was uh so most of the protocols were driven kind of a client server model, where if you wanted to get data from a machine, you had a, uh, a client that was specifically going to pull that machine and send a request to say, I, I want to see this data. Um, and it'll just do that continuously in, in a loop, right? Just pulling over and over and, and with whatever, uh, you know, frequency it needed to get that to handle, you know, if it's motion control or, or that sort of thing. But so it creates a huge amount of overhead to a, a network, which wasn't necessarily a big deal um, you know, until we started to network these things, even in the factory, it had some pretty big demands on the network. But then when you get to distributed assets where that network say, could have a significant amount of latency, it could be significantly unreliable, you know, might be a wireless network, um, could even be over a satellite network, might have huge expenses associated with, with that traffic. So the idea of just pulling this me- machine to say, you know what's what's the pressure of, of, of this valve and i want i'm going to ask you this 25 times a second um you know three shifts a day 7 days a week and most of the time it's coming back with exactly the same value um you know you look at the you know the value of the data being transferred there it's it's very close to zero but the expense of that data is incredibly high so so, talk just a little bit about you know the difference between that that polled and then um, the the more what we call IoT friendly protocols like MQTT or the, just the pub sub model itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you touched on it exactly. Um, it's it's that whole idea of when you move uh, that data collection to the edge and you have those. I'm going to call it you know a, a heavier protocol, whether that be control logics um, Ethernet, whether that be Modbus, whether that be Siemens Ethernet. Um, they're they're heavier protocols. So they're more apt to drop communications over those disparate networks. So by shifting that to the edge, we're actually on the site where now you have an actual Cat5, you know, Cat6 Cat cable going to this, you know, Advantech box running uh, Kepler edge on it. You have that secure connection. You're not losing that data there. But as you said, you know, you don't necessarily need to send all of that data. That's not changing. Um, very often over this network all the time. You're only going to send that data um, when that data does change and that protocol and that payload of MQTT is significantly less than that of Modbus or Control Logic. So you're saving on bandwidth, it's less likely to drop for communications, and you're just sending less because it's not being pushed out toward that central data collection every you know 25 times a second. It's only when that data changes.
1: Yeah, yeah. It um... I think it's really important, folks, especially coming more from the IT side of things, to realize the difference, recognize the difference between the data needed in an automation system, which does need that continuous kind of closed loop uh, monitoring. But that's not the data you necessarily get. need to get up to your analytics platform. Um, you know. So lightweight protocols that just report on change and being able to push intelligence out to the edge and say, you know, let's make the decision at the edge which data goes up and when it goes up um, can lead to, you know, four or five, six orders of magnitude in in data reduction. And and that, uh, you know, the first time somebody hooks data up to a cloud or over an expensive uh, network and starts to realize how quickly things add up when you're pulling and getting data multiple times a second from hundreds or thousands of points, uh, numbers get very big, and, and um, you know some bills can get very expensive very quickly when you do yeah. it that way.
0: Yeah, the elusive. Oh, look, this is you know a quarter of a penny for a gig. That's not that bad. And then within a few seconds, <laughs> you're like, why do I have a hundred dollars all of a sudden?
1: <laughs> yeah, we've we've uh, I've seen that story uh, a number of times before when they got their first uh, you know first month cellular bill and recognized that uh, ooh, we we, uh, we missed the mark here. Yeah, uh, sort of thing. Um, you, you talked a little bit about uh, you know so when you do push out to the edge, you run into these other issues as well around scalability. So instead of like you like I said your PTC Kepware uh, server product where you'd have one heavyweight server sitting in that IT room, um, you know now uh, you might have dozens or hundreds or thousands of edge devices um, scattered around maybe around the factory floor, but even more likely around multiple sites or out and in, in truly distributed assets. So. Um, that that side of scalability is is really important, and I know one thing you guys have done that I've, I've been intrigued with is um, supporting containers as as one step towards that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, what's what's super cool uh, about this whole IT OT convergence is we're starting to see more. I think IT focused technology make its way to OT. I think that that whole trend started with just Ethernet Ethernet IP. Uh, I mean, you're you're hard pressed to find a device out there a modern PLC device that doesn't support that. Uh, that's definitely an IT technology. And what we're seeing now, in and in, in excuse the pun here, but a little bit of like the bleeding edge here is um, this use of containers. And mm-hmm. and for those who don't know, and this is a very simple explanation, I, I like to think of it as like a, a very much lightweight, a lighter weight virtual machine. Uh, so that application itself is abstracted away from the OS. Um, by no means am I a, a containerization expert. Um, what, you know, one of the the terms we like to say here at Kepware, um, you know, Kepware obviously interacts with a whole bunch of different systems, whether it be databases or different types of devices, like you know, the cloud, OPC UA. Um, our expertise is in the communications and the protocols. Period. But because we touch so many different things, we have this. Um, you know, subject matter awareness, I think is what we call it where, Hey, we, we know a little bit about cloud infrastructure enough to where Kepware fits in, but we're not experts at it. Um, mm. so that that's a disclaimer there, but, um, yeah, with, with containerization, it allows you to largely distribute these lightweight virtual machines running this application to many different types of, um, of platforms out there. Um, I, you know, for folks listening, I, I would definitely go recommend checking out um, Docker or Kubernetes, or just getting more informed on that. Um, again, it's yeah. it's definitely newer to the OT space, um, but I think it's I think it's going to help solve that scalability challenge. And what's great is that you know, PTC um, has a very strategic um, partnership with Microsoft and Azure in particular. So you're going to be seeing Kepler Edge available on the Azure Marketplace, I believe coming up in May, uh, where users are actually going to be able to distribute and download Kepler Edge using leveraging Azure infrastructure. So what that means to a user is, I could, you know, if we take the oil and gas example, I could be sitting in my Houston office, and then I could actually develop, configure, and send out an entire Kepler Edge instance down to, let's say, an Advantech box. And then it can do some really neat things like, hey, if, if it happens to go down, it will automatically update. Um, there's a lot of advantages there. With that in mind, it's still relatively new. So I think a lot of the OT space, OT space is still trying to figure out exactly how to do this. Um, mm-hmm. But we're really, we really believe that containerization is going to help solve that scalability challenge.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I've been uh, fairly... Uh, Fascinated to see it, uh, Docker technology specifically rolling out to, to the edge because yeah, you, the analogy is a good one with, uh, you know, virtual machines. And you could you could argue that in the world of the web, you know, virtual machines and data centers is what really enabled, um, you know, the web to grow the, the way it did. Um, but virtual machines are too heavy for edge and networks because a virtual machine packages the operating system along with the application. Um, so that's great when you're in a, you know, in, in a big um, data center. But if you're out in a edge uh, compute box in a 60 degree C environment and no fans and things like that, you can't be packaging, you know, 10 copies of a Microsoft Windows, um, you know, onto one box. And what Docker does is uses a, a shared operating system, most often Linux, but it doesn't have to be, um, but then just packages the the application itself. So, so say, the... Um, the edge product along with any dependencies it has such that it's no longer dependent on specific hardware. So it makes it easy to deploy on brand X versus brand Y machines or small, medium, large sort of machines. Um, And you can now manage it in mass. And and the nice thing about the containers is it creates this isolation from the other applications on that same compute box. So each one is working in in its own kind of virtual environment Um, so if a year later you say, Hey, there's a new application, maybe on some new machine learning application that didn't even exist a year ago. And and now you want to add that into your system. You can remotely manage and say, okay, I want to deploy a new container on this. So you're right that that person sitting in Houston can sit there at their keyboard and and deploy out to a whole fleet of devices, um, without really much care for, you know, who's, you know, is that brand X or is it brand Y hardware or, is it running, you know, am I going to crash another application that's already running on there, which is always a real sensitive point in, in the OT world, right? Is you're, you're afraid to do those sorts of things because you're afraid it might impact the other operations that are, are running there. But in this case, um, you know, so it, because of that isolation, you can deploy uh, multiple applications without fearing what it's going to do to the next. All you have to do is be sure you have enough, you know, memory and computer resources available. So it's, it's really pretty exciting. And, and certainly we're seeing from the... Uh, you know, it's another sign of IT convergence, but the IT folks in the room, you know, those are the questions they're asking up front is, you know, are these things available in containers? Um, how do I, you know, remotely manage this and integrate this in? Um, and, and you alluded to another nice thing about containers is you can move things around very quickly. Yeah. So sometimes the definition of the edge moves on you, you know, you might find that now I have so many devices deployed in this one particular location that, that maybe I want to, um, um, move my edge server up into a server that's actually sitting in a data room. Um, so I can, you know, it's, it's not quite a drag and drop, but it's not far off from, from that, just to say, I'm just going to change some IP addresses and drop this container onto this server instead of on this edge product uh, and aggregate the data there. So yeah, it gives you just a lot of flexibility and mobility. Um, so it's, it's been really interesting. I, I totally agree. We're seeing more and more of the IT, um, you know, um, web-enabled type architectures. Um, you know, deploy now out in the OT world. And it's really having the effect of accelerating, you know, our ability to uh, to do things and, and and do it without vendor lock-in, which is the other nice thing to mm-hmm. see.
0: Yeah. And, and what's great, and, and this is, you know, I, I, I'm fortunate, uh, I think, to, to end up and land at Kepware. But one of the things is, you know, we, we can talk about containerization. We can talk about all these different protocols. We can talk about AI and machine learning and, and all this stuff. It's all great. It's all fascinating. But none of it works if you don't have data, and, and that's exactly <laughs> where Kepware and you know Advantech comes in. Is you need a way to get that data, whether it's at the edge or whether it's on the factory. You need to unlock that data to do and to you know get all of the benefits from this uh, digital transformation that we're seeing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That's it. Really, uh, kind of brings us full circle because that's really is the crux of the problem and where so many people. You know, over the last you know decade of the evolution of this whole industrial IoT space, have really gotten gotten hung up, and uh, you know it's been fun to watch uh, CapWork being pulled into the kind of front and center of, of solving what used to be a, a purely an OT problem out of necessity. And, and like I said, even with that background of HMIs, which you know if you're a third party HMI manufacturer, you need to be able to talk to all these different brands of equipment. So it's what drove you guys into being expert driver developers. But now all of a sudden finding that that's really the uh, the, the, the point of focus of, you know, IT, OT integration, you know, into the industrial IoT is that that's thrust, you know, you know PTC Kepware really into the uh, into the limelight here. Absolutely. Well, this has been a, a great discussion, Kyle. I appreciate uh, you joining me today. And um, certainly if, if people want to reach out to yourself or Kepware, what, what's a good way to uh, get a hold of you guys?
0: Um yeah so uh, I believe it's salesae@kepler.com uh it's probably the best way to do it um, or if you feel like reaching directly out to me kkaru@ptc.com uh more than happy to help out or find me on linkedin always happy to to chat and uh thanks thanks again for having me like this was a lot of fun thank you Kyle Thank you for listening to this episode of IoT at the Edge. Be sure and subscribe. And as always, for more information on Advantech's industrial IoT solutions, point your web browser to Advantech.com.